interview about um, six months ago or so, I said that uh, Joe Biden would not run again in 24. I think I was the first national commentator to do that. He is not going to run. It is virtually impossible for him to run again. So no matter what they tell you or whatever, he's out. That's why you're seeing Gavin Newsom running around and, and things like that. But about mm, maybe a month ago, perhaps two months, I didn't really look it up, but I was early on this. I said that Joe Biden, there's a good chance he's not going to make out his first term. He's not going to he's not going to last. All right. So he's uh, 18 months in now, uh, two and a half more years. Now, I gave it 30 percent chance that he would leave. I'm upping it to 40 percent now because of his performance uh, overseas last week. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So as you all know, uh, Mr. Biden visited Israel and Saudi Arabia. He went to Saudi Arabia. He didn't want to go there to try to convince OPEC, which meets August 3rd, to up their oil production, which would bring down the price of a barrel of oil worldwide. Mr. Biden would not have to go if he did not attack the American fossil fuel industry. Donald Trump, if he were president, none of this would be happening. Okay, and, and I'm not trying to boost up Donald Trump. I'm just giving you the truthful record. So Biden goes over there and he, and you know, he's a, some press availabilities. He's got to say some stuff and it's a mess. Roll the tape. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day continue to bear witness, to keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost. I've had the honor. It's hard to say these words for over 50 years. I can't be that long, but for over 50 years uh, in the federal government to helping build the relationship. We'll always honor the bravery and selfishness, selflessness of the and sacrifices of the Americans who served. Okay, so I'm, I'm not being mean here, but he wanted to say selflessness. Couldn't say it. And, um, you know, he basically, most of us, when we make a mistake, and we all do, I called the uh, January 6th committee, uh, the October 6th committee last week. Okay, so we all make mistakes, but most of us self-correct them. He does occasionally, but remember, he's reading everything. Big, big letters off a teleprompter. He doesn't know what he's saying. He didn't write it. He didn't edit it. He rehearses it. So he can recite Joe Biden, not in a clear manner, but he can recite. But he doesn't know what he's saying because you can't say the honor of the Holocaust. I mean, you just can't. Nobody does that. So why is this important? Well, when you have the most powerful man in the world who cannot think, that's a crisis. And it's certainly a crisis for the United States. And we are certainly paying for the election of Joe Biden right now. All of us. Everybody working in this country is paying a price because Joe Biden is president. Everybody. And so we all know that. We've gone over it. We've proven it. There's no two sides to the story. Um, but it's over. Though Joe Biden can't come back. It's not like tomorrow 
He's going to have mental clarity and be able to speak in a manner that commands respect. He's not going to be able to do that. Since he's been in office, he has declined. All right, if you, if you go back to the debate between him and Trump, he wasn't particularly articulate in the debate, but he's declined. And now he's going to be 80 in November. He's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. You're not going to see him very much. All right, they're going to they say, we give up. That's what's going to happen. So he goes overseas. He accomplishes one thing. And that is that the Saudis will now allow Israeli jets to fly there. That's it. Was it really worth it? OPEC knows that a worldwide depression is going to hurt OPEC. So I expect on August 3rd, when they all meet, that they'll up the harvesting of oil. What does this do to global warming? That's why Biden destroyed the American fossil fuels ability to harvest oil on foreign land because of global warming. Well, now you got all of this. It does, nothing makes any sense. And it's and his destructive presidency and his inability to, to articulate or do anything. The worst in modern times. There's no question. There's nobody even close. You know, James Buchanan, and I'll get into that someday, why he's the worst president ever. And Biden's not going to be worse than him because the Civil War was the worst thing that ever happened in this country. But Biden will be second worst. He'll pass Herbert Hoover and uh, Warren Harding and Andrew Johnson, all of the disasters. And that's a memo. So as a poll, MSNBC is an organization that is in business to help the Democratic Party and push progressive philosophy. That's, that's what they do. They don't cover the news. They don't care about the news. NBC should just be up front and say, look, this is a liberal Democratic network. That's all they do. That's all we want them to do. Now, there's a poll, YouGov poll. Nah, you know, YouGov. But it, it's interesting because they polled MSNBC viewers and they asked MSNBC viewers, are you losing more often than winning ideologically? So 63% say we're losing. These are MSNBC viewers. They're not even buying a propaganda anymore. The people that watch that network aren't buying a propaganda anymore. 63% say we're losing and 21%, you know, the, the real zombies say they're not losing or whatever. They asked the same question Fox News viewers. 48% of Fox News viewers said they were losing. Those are conservative viewers. And uh, 27% say we're not losing. This is, um, you know, fairly close uh, as far as not losing, but 63%. Now, Fox News is now exclusively a conservative network. When I was there, it was not. Now it is. Uh, although they do have liberals watching them. I've seen their research, but not nearly what we had and, and what the independent quotient is. Fox News is pretty much conservative doctrinaire down the line now. Um, but it's nothing like MSNBC. Nothing. I mean, it's not even close. Okay, so uh, at the border, another historic high for the month of June. to 207,000 migrant encounters with the Border Patrol. Now, June is usually when it falls off because it's so hot. Temperatures well over 100 degrees at the border crossings. People die in that kind of weather. If they're dehydrated, 
which many of these migrants are. So it, it kind of goes down, but not this June. But this is the real key number. The fiscal year of the government ends in October. That's the fiscal year. It goes October to October. So October 2022 ends the fiscal year. It's now July. So far this year, about 1,750,000 encounters. It's staggering. Those are just encounters. That doesn't count the people who got in and the Border Patrol didn't see. This is just, it's a colossal dereliction of duty by the Biden administration. And there's no, again, there's no debating this. It's not two sides to this story, as there is in, in many other policy matters. Fox News poll about the economy. Um, Fox News finally wised up. Well, you know that poll has not been good. Uh, but they finally said, okay, we're going to split the party affiliation, 41 Democrat, Republican 41. Only took them five years to do it. <laughs> if I were there, they would have done it on day one. Trust me. So they asked, do you approve or disapprove the way Biden is handling the economy? 68% disapprove, 31% approve. You don't know who those people are. I guess some of them are uh, welfare recipients who really, you know, if you are receiving government benefits, and some of those benefits are earned, by the way, Social Security, Medicare, they're earned. Well, they're, they go up with inflation, all right? So maybe some people are in there, and then there are other people who just get entitlements uh, like Medicaid and food stamps and housing and all of that. Inflation, does that matter to them? It should, particularly in a food stamp category, uh, but maybe that's part of the 31. I'm just trying to figure out who these people are. Second question to Fox Poll, do you approve or disapprove of the way Biden's handling inflation? 73% disapprove. Okay, everybody knows that. And then um, how concerned are you about each of the following? Inflation and higher prices, 67%. Extremely, very 25, that means 93% of the country is getting hammered by that. Vice President Harris is now in an interesting position because as we reported yesterday, uh, there is no chance, zero, that Joe Biden runs for president in 24. He's not going to be nominated by his party. He's not going to go into the process. He'll be lucky if he makes the next two and a half years. Um, and I don't think he will. I put the odds at 40% he'll resign for health reasons, but personally, I don't think he's going to make it. There's going to be more bad news coming out about Hunter Biden, his son, and the country is almost at rock bottom now as far as confidence in the executive branch. He has no constituency anymore. But the Harris situation is interesting and in that she is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So first, let's run down who she is, in case you forget. Um, born in California, uh, Indian and uh, Jamaican background. Uh, went to Howard University in D.C., University of California Law School. Uh, started her career as a deputy DA in Oakland, Alameda County. Went over to San Francisco, became the DA there. Uh, then uh, got elected attorney general of California. She was in the machine, the political machine there, which is very powerful. And at the time, it was run by Willie Brown, and she was a girlfriend of his. And it was a pretty significant story at the time. Um, anyway, after being attorney general, she became a U.S. senator from California, defeated uh, Congresswoman Loretta Sanchez, overwhelmingly defeated her. 
Uh, then she ran for president in the primary. She got 2% polling, which means that she made no impression at all in the primary process in the year 2020. Nevertheless, she was uh, appointed um, vice president by Joe Biden to run with him. It was an affirmative action situation. Everybody knows that. If uh, Kamala Harris had been a white woman, she would not have gotten the nod. Um, Joe Biden doesn't particularly like her because of the uh, accusation lodged by Ms. Harris against him in the primary debate that he was racist. You'll remember that. Joe Biden probably likes uh, Kamala Harris less than Joe. Anyway, um, she is a devoted, committed progressive, never is going to get out of that. You can't reason with her. There's no compromising with her. She's a far left individual. She lived in comfort in California because that's the system out there. But now she's in Washington. It's a little bit different. She is never going to change. Now, as you remember, uh, President Biden appointed her the czarina of the border to try to solve some of those problems down there. And, um, you know, Ms. Harris totally rejected that. She just didn't do it. It's embarrassing for Biden, but think about it. The president says, well, the vice president's going to be down the border to try to solve some of these problems. The vice president goes, no, I'm not going to do it. She didn't say that, but that's exactly what she did. She went on one short uh, jaunt to Central America to find the root causes, uh, you know, a bunch of BS, and then she never went back. And Biden's never been down there either because they don't care to even acknowledge there's a southern border. Anyway, she's now the point person on the Roe v. Wade controversy. And uh, yesterday she was in Atlantic City speaking to the NAACP. Roll the tape. We know, NAACP, that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. And today, extremist so-called leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women for making health care decisions for themselves. Personal decisions that is her right to make in consultation with her doctor, her pastor, her priest, her rabbi, her loved ones, not her government telling her what to do. So the key uh, line in that is that uh, this country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies, obviously a uh, reference to slavery, uh, and she's making a comparison to the Roe v. Wade decision, slavery, Roe v. Wade. Well, this is preposterous. I mean, she's acting like the uh, federal government of the United States hasn't changed since 1860. I've submitted, uh, long submitted that Kamala Harris has no frame of reference, doesn't understand this country, doesn't care to understand it sees issues in a racial prism that's worked very well for her, uh, would never under any circumstances be elected president of this country. So uh, even if Biden goes and she's a placeholder, she will never, ever win the no nomination, the Democratic nomination. She is a strident woman. Her polling numbers are lower than Biden's. I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but they are. So uh, the Democratic Party understands that the damage Joe Biden is doing to the progressive movement and the Democratic Party is incalculable right now. And a change can't get any worse, even if it's Kamala Harris. 
But in my humble opinion, she has no future uh, as far as the presidency is concerned. So uh, my sources tell me, and again, this is speculation. It's not fact. I don't know this to be true. But this is what I'm being told, that there are intense meetings going on in the White House yesterday and today, of which Joe Biden is part of those meetings to try to save his presidency. So it's rock bottom in the polls, and we'll show you that in a moment. Um, but they got to figure out something to do. The Roe v. Wade thing didn't get traction, as I knew it wouldn't. When people are suffering economically, global warming, Roe v. Wade, abortion, all of that goes way down the list, okay, when you have personal pain. So um, Harris's uh, comments comparing slavery to the Supreme Court decision did catch the eye of conservatives, as you knew they would. Uh, and here is the Fox News White House correspondent go. Does the president agree with her that the recent Supreme Court decision on abortion access is similar to slavery? Uh, I have not seen her comments. I would like to see her comments for myself her before. Was, we know NAACP that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. And today, extremist so-called leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women from making health care decisions for themselves. Well, she is correct. All right, so there you go. I'm, I mean, this whole administration, it's in the twilight zone, and they're never going to give an inch, and they're fanatics, uh, and everybody knows it. President Biden is thinking fast, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. There is no question about it. So on July 8th, um, President Biden was talking about abortion, reproductive rights, all of that. And uh, he made a pretty significant mistake on the teleprompter. Why am I telling you this? Because everybody mis makes mistakes on the teleprompter. Now, the teleprompter is a little gadget that goes right in the middle of the television camera. And it's got the words that you're supposed to say. I do not use a teleprompter on this program. Everything I say to you is coming from here, not from the television camera's teleprompter. Now, when I did Fox News, I did use a teleprompter because we had to hit all kinds of commercial breaks at a certain moment. We had to be very precise in our timing, and I used it. So most broadcasters use a teleprompter. Most politicians use a teleprompter now, and a lot of entertainers, singers in particular, with lyrics of songs, they use a teleprompter, okay? Now, the teleprompter is designed to simply make sure the information you have is put out to the people listening to you in a very sensible way. It's a very simple concept. Now, Joe Biden does not write anything he says. Donald Trump didn't write. Barack Obama didn't write. I don't know about Bill Clinton or W. I don't think W wrote. But all of them edited. So they were handed a speech or remarks, and they went over, and Trump used a magic marker. And, and they edited stuff that they wanted in and wanted out. And that was put into the teleprompter. Okay? Now, Biden doesn't do either of that. Okay, why? I don't know. 
So he's reading words, what they call in a business, cold. He rehearses the words before he goes on. So he'll go through the teleprompter one or two times, but he doesn't know if the teleprompter goes dark, for example, which happens. He doesn't know what the speech is because he didn't write it and he can't memorize it. Okay, so that sets up the soundbite I'm going to show you. Again, it happened on July 8th. Go. One of the most extraordinary parts of the decision, in my view, is the majority rights, and I quote, women, it's a quote now from the, the majority, women are not without electoral or political power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That's another saying that you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this issue. OK, so he says, repeat the line. Not supposed to say repeat the line. That was an instruction. OK, so he basically going through this in a way that he's not quite sure how it all comes out. And this is his modus operandi. Now, here's the danger. If the president of the United States doesn't know what message he wants to deliver, other people are messaging him. They're telling him what to say and how to do it. Okay, and that's frightening because the president should be the one making the final calls and he's not. Now, there are a whole bunch of polls I'm going to give you in a moment that show that Joe Biden has lost the confidence of almost everybody. There isn't anybody paying attention in America that has confidence in this man. It's almost like Boris Johnson. We went over that last week. He had to quit in Britain as prime minister because nobody had any confidence in him. And he wasn't nearly as befuddled as Joe Biden. So people say, well, what about the 25th Amendment? You know, you remove them, you remove them, you remove them. No, because the White House physician is in charge of basically assessing every president's health, including Biden. And here's what he said. Okay, this is Kevin O'Connor on November 19th, 2021. Quote, President Biden remains a healthy, vigorous 78-year-old male who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency to include a chief executive head of state and commander in chief, unquote. Well, that's it. So you can't remove Biden with his physician saying he can do the job. And I expect that Mr. O'Connor, Dr. O'Connor, will continue to do that no matter what happens because he likes his job. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience 
can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay, so the same thing happened to Ronald Reagan after he was shot by the assassin, almost died. And that's why I wrote Killing Reagan for two reasons, to show you that for a while, Ronald Reagan could not govern. He couldn't. And the vice president did not take over. That would be Bush the elder. He didn't take over, all right? For a few minutes he did, but not really. And the 25th Amendment was in play. Now, when I wrote that in Killing Reagan, a lot of people who like Reagan got very upset, but it's absolutely true. But they didn't do it because Reagan had what they call good and bad days. And then, and I use this word miraculously, literally, Reagan made an astounding comeback. Remember, he was shot in the first few weeks of his election in 1980. 1981, he was shot. But in the first few months of his, uh, of his term, he was shot. By the end of his term, he was a little befuddled, too, because he had oncoming Alzheimer's. But in between, he governed very, very well, this country, in my opinion. So anyway, that's why I wrote that book and to, to lay it all out. So let's get to the polling. This is a New York Times Siena College poll, 849 registered voters, small sample, but it's fair. Democrat 30, Republican 29, Independent 35. Uh, first question, do you think Democratic Party should renominate Joe Biden as the party's candidate for president 24? Do you think the party should nominate a different candidate? Okay, 26% want Biden nominated again. 26%. That's it. Okay, 64% say it's somebody else. I mean, come on. And now, do you think the United States is on the right track or the wrong track? Right track 13, wrong direction 77. So everybody, even the dim people, know what's going on. Do you approve or disapprove the way Biden's handling his job? Approve 33, all-time low. Net disapprove 60. By party, approve 70 for Democrats. Approve eight for Republicans, approve 26 for independents. But independents have a 68% disapproval rating. That's in. It's over. It's over for Joe Biden. As I told you, I've told you this from, I don't know, April. He's not coming back. It is an astounding rejection of his presidency right now. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now, this is such a catastrophe, the Biden administration, such a catastrophe that even CNN in the tank for Biden all day long, try to get him elected in every way possible. OK, even CNN is challenging. Go. What was the president's response to a new poll from The New York Times today showing that 64 percent of Democrats say that they would prefer a different candidate in 2024? And um, I would also say from that very same poll, um, there were 92 percent of uh, Democrats who uh, support this president as well. Not true. So she stands up there, this woman, and just lies. All right, here's the truth. 70% of Democrats approve, not 92%, all right? 25% disapprove, according to New York Times poll. 68% of independents, which is the key voting block now, disapprove. So Biden's toast. As I told you, he's not going to run again in 24. I don't think he's going to make his first term out, as I've told you. I don't want to be repetitive here. Now, uh, what was uh, Miss? Jean-Pierre referring to with the 92% figure, okay? She was referring to another question that said, if Biden runs against Trump, would you support Trump or Biden? That's the 92% that Ms. Jean-Pierre was referring to, but it had nothing to do with the question. So she misled the nation, Jean-Pierre did, and she could fall back on that question, Trump versus Biden. You see what this is? This is propaganda. This is what they do. Isn't it a shame that the White House press secretary responsible for delivering honest information to the American public is dishonest? Isn't that a shame? Now, you may say they all do it. And to some extent, you're right. But not that. That's just blatant. Now, Ms. Collins, the White House correspondent for CNN, should have said, wait a minute. I got the poll right here. And the 92% isn't the job approval rating. Why are you saying it is? But Collins can't do that because she works for CNN. And her liberal base would be outraged that she followed up. So she's dishonest. And maybe that's too harsh. Maybe that's too harsh on Caitlin Collins. But she, like Cavuto, they, they're not prepared for the dishonesty. I mean, Cavuto could have just slayed Buttigieg, slayed him, but he didn't. And Collins, easy follow-up. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I have the poll right here, uh, Madam Secretary, or whatever you call her. And it's 70%, not 92. What are you talking about? Wouldn't do it. Or wasn't smart enough to do it. See, this, this disturbs me as a journalist because you, the American people in general now, you'll get the truth here, but not everybody watches the no-spin news. 
to their detriment because they don't know what the deuce is going on because of the deception in the government and the incompetence slash deception in the media. You combine it till you don't know what's going on. One guy who does know what's going on, who is an honest man, and I bring him on, you know, monthly now, is Doug Schoen. So Doug is a Democrat political strategist, long resume, worked for Bill Clinton, and on and on and on. Um, and he sees the destruction of the Biden administration firsthand. He joins us now from New York City. So in my Talking Points memo, when I, I did that to set you up, did I yep. go awry anywhere, in your opinion? No, no. The, the only thing I would add, Bill is in addition to uh, giving up energy independence, which Biden has done, the Democrats have completely punted the immigration issue. Uh, the open borders are back. There's no movement towards uh, tightening the borders. If the uh, judge the last week had not kept Title 42 in place, it would be even worse for Biden. But what I've read recently, which startles me, is they've come back to this Build Back Better bill, which is a complete disaster, will fuel inflation, raise taxes, raise spending. Yeah, and that's but that's their- never going to, not even going to get anywhere. You know that. I mean, Kyle never put it up before the election. Nobody, will, and, and Manchin and Cinema wouldn't do it anyway. But the reason I didn't mention the border and other blunders is because I wanted to do a, a memo in the context of him going to Saudi Arabia. And in my opinion, the number one blunder is destroying the American energy industry to the extent that it comes home to each American. And that, as you know, is going to be the overriding issue in the midterm election, correct? That plus prices at the grocery store. Yeah. It's put simply inflation and the inability of the Biden administration to do anything about it, to have a plan for energy independence and for prices uh, at the retail counter. Bill, it's an unmitigated disaster. And as his approval, the president's, gets close to or at 30 percent, we're looking to historic, historic uh, levels of uh, defeat for the Democrats in the midterm. Um, I have said that over and over again, Joe Biden cannot process information. Now, you may see this differently. And if you do, I want your opinion. So I don't think that Biden lives in the real world. Now, he knows the poll numbers are low. He does. They have to tell him that. I don't know how much they tell him, but he knows he's not doing well. But he doesn't correlate the global warming, climate change, um, far left progressive movement with the destruction or the harm to the American industry. American energy industry. He doesn't see that. He thinks he's noble in trying to get the country away from fossil fuels, despite all the pain, despite all the economic pain. Would you say that's an accurate assessment of him? I I would say it's an accurate assessment. Put another way, we need more drilling. We need the Keystone Pipeline. We need fracking. We need to have what we had under Donald Trump, which was effective energy independence. Okay, I know what we need, but Biden's mindset is not that. He's not going to bed every go. He's not going to bed every night going, gee, we need what Doug Schoen just said. He's going to bed go, I'm a saint because I'm advancing the cause of climate change. That's what he's going to bed saying, right? And that is what ultimately is hurting him. 
hurting the American people and will cost them potentially control of Congress. Okay. Now, in your latest column, and first, tell everybody where they can read your columns, Doug. Uh, I am in the Hill every week. I am in the Orange County Register. Okay. Orange County Register every week, thehill.com. Throw that up. You can read Doug. Now, you are very hard on Vice President Harris. You say that the woman is almost incapable of public speaking. Let's roll a tape on that. We'll analyze. When you look back, did Democrats fail past Democratic presidents, congressional leaders to not codify Roe v. Wade over the past five decades? I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right. And that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. Okay, so she wouldn't hammer the Democratic Party for not codifying Roe v. Wade, which wouldn't have done any good anyway, because the Supreme Court can throw out any law made by Congress. So it's ridiculous. The whole argument is stupid. But if Joe Biden resigns, and again, I give him a 30 percent chance in 2023 to quit because of health reasons, then she becomes president. And you say that would be a disaster as well. It would be a disaster for the reasons the viewers saw just now. She can't answer a simple question about whether something should be a law or not. She didn't really appear to know or have an opinion. And bottom line, she was a disaster when she was handling the border. They've kept her under wraps. Her staff is departing. One seems to go every week or two. There is nothing that she has contributed that has worked out well for Joe Biden. That's for sure. Now, final question for you. Democrats, liberals, the media all want Donald Trump to announce he's running for president in 24 as soon as possible because they believe that would re-energize the Democratic Party and maybe not maybe stave off a disaster in November. How do you see that? Midterm elections are invariably a referendum on the incumbent party. Given that Biden's ratings are approaching 30 percent, I understand the argument, but reject it. That is, yes, Trump is front and center with the January 6 hearings if he announced it would give the Democrats a focal point. But people are going to vote yay or nay on Biden and his performance, not on Donald Trump. Okay, but there are, in my opinion, Democrats who will stay home in November. They won't pull the lever for Republicans because they're fed up with what's happening in a country. They'll just stay home. But if that's, Trump, that's absolutely go ahead. the case, and there's some of some Democrats who will vote Republican because what's some, going on now is unsustainable. Some, but voting blocks like African Americans, no, Hispanic no. Hispanics are going to go over to the GOP no. side, but African Americans, no. things like that. They may just say, look, I'm getting hammered. I'm not going to go vote at all. Um, may, I mean, it's speculation. But if Trump's in, if Trump announces those people who might stay home, who still hate him, and that's a lot of people, might come out. That's my point. And that's certainly possible. Yes, Bill. Okay. Doug Schoen, everyone, uh, again, catches uh, stuff at the Orange County Register. It's a newspaper in California and on the Hill. Thank you, Doug.
Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we're halfway through summer. I mean, it just whizzes by. It does every year. The older you get, the faster the time uh, moves. I don't know why that is. But anyway, um, a lot of people are still out there spending money. On Eastern Long Island, uh, where I am, uh, people are spending um, you know, it's maybe they're affluent people. I don't know, but it doesn't seem to me that there is panic yet. Um, we don't want a recession in this country where people are getting laid off. We have almost full employment. We want to keep that. And politics aside, you, you don't want to be wishing for a recession or a depression. People get hurt. But underneath all of the uh, vacationing and, and all the people uh, walking around, there's anger. And, and the anger is twofold. Um, it's that conservative people believe that the press and the Democratic Party, uh, the corruption attached to both made the election of 2020 unfair. That, that is a big belief. And it's not going away. Okay. And, and that anger that that election really wasn't genuine. And, you know, you look at Mark Zuckerberg and what he did and the unbelievable amount of money poured into those Biden precincts. There's a lot of very troubling questions that will never be looked at by a Democratic administration. That's one anger. The second anger is from the non-political people who, many of whom voted for Biden, who are now getting their butt kicked in the marketplace. And they don't have any money and they're running up debt and, you know, planning for college and retirement uh, is bad. They're angry. How can you not be angry? So you combine the Biden never should have been there in the first place with the we're getting killed because of Biden's policies. It's all around Biden. And that anger intersects. It's, it's viable. Everywhere I go, because everybody knows me, this is what they're talking about either one or the other. But what you have in common is anger. Now, unchecked anger is bad. Righteous anger is not. You saw me at the JetBlue thing. That was righteous anger. And then subsequently, then the whole thing blew up. And now we know how corrupt the airline industry is. Hello, Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary. But righteous anger is okay. You got to control it. Can't hit anybody that's going to hurt you. Don't use bad language like I did. That was stupid. Okay, don't do that. But righteous anger can be constructive, but it has to be contained. Just lashing out, yelling at your dog because you don't feel good or your son or daughter, that's destructive. Take a walk. If you feel that pressure, you got to get by yourself. You walk out of the house or whatever, you walk around. You take a nice bottle of water with you, you calm it down. 
Thanks for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow.